This is Let's Talk Business with your hosts, Mark Ebinger and Heather Bain. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, a show that talks entrepreneurship with some of the best businesses in the San Antonio area. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk with Eddie Rivas, a development manager with Restoration One, an entrepreneur and an expert in marketing and finance. Eddie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You're like a total chill guy, man. I mean, <laughs> doesn't he have this vibe oh, yeah. where he's just like, yeah, it's cool, man. Well, it's no, I'm cool. looking forward to challenging him. I have a degree in marketing and I flunked out of finance at UT. So, oh. <laughs> did you make it through finance in college? Well, I did accounting, so it's a little different, but right. yeah. But marketing, though, that degree is a pretty important thing right now, especially what's going on with all the changes and everything. I got a street degree in marketing, right? I'm just kind of like faking it till I make it kind of yeah. deal. Well, today I'll put you through Howie's College of Marketing Knowledge. How about that? I like that. As long as I, you probably charge me for it, too. <laughs> <laughs> We're also going to talk with Carl Garza, the owner of Catalano's Pizzeria. Carl, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Great to be here. So Catalano's is located where? It's in Cibolo. In Cibolo. Cibolo, Main Street. Yeah, I ate there. It's a great experience. Very, uh, very great food, and also the service was really, really good, so Thank I enjoyed you. it. Thanks, Thank Carl. I appreciate that a lot. In studio with us today is Howie Nestel, the owner of Howie Nestel Motivation and Sharkmatic Advertising, right? Which is kind of a cool name. Maybe at some point we can get into that as well, how you founded that name or came up with that name. Howie's a popular public speaker who has served on more than 100 nonprofit boards, founded five nonprofits, and consulted with more than 1,500 clients on marketing. Howie, it's an honor. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. And I do want to say I do love pizza. So yeah. I'm looking forward to Catalan's. Let's well, do this. Yeah, I've been doing it a long time. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to make it awkward, but I was thinking there would be pizza here during the show. Oh, I don't know yeah, what happened. You know, uh, uh, <laughs> she messed up. Yeah. yeah. Well, if I would have known, I wouldn't have wore white either. So yeah. 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 Right, because a little bit of sauce goes a long way on a white shirt. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, and I'm your host, Mark Ebinger, the owner of Krukus Marketing Agency, a company that really specializes in giving small businesses a competitive edge by hiring low-cost administrative and social media experts from outside the United States. It's really how I built my company from, we have 25 employees now, and that's just since August of last year. We've grown really, really fast, and we do an excellent job at social media. You have that 5.0 rating, so that's really good, you know, that's hard to get, that's very hard to get, you know. I'm up there like 4.6, 4.7, but 5.0, that's a, that's a really nice thing. Well, wouldn't, isn't it fair to say it might be a little harder in the restaurant business to, yeah, to exactly. get and maintain a 5.0? Yeah. How many reviews do you guys have? Uh, you know, uh, I don't really pay attention to any of those, but I do have my daughter, but we do have a lot awesome. of reviews. We've been there 21 years, and, you know, we, like I said, we got a 4.6, 4.7. I wouldn't be scared to give a pizzeria owner a bad review you know just because of the whole mob thing you know yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i don't yeah. even know what that means Howie. <laughs> oh, and here we have a cop sitting here no um it, you're right though um i've worked with 1500 clients in 35 years yeah and you can't please everybody no, and there's yeah. some people that but you know what respond to the bad reviews yeah and try to make it good and you yeah. know the person who leaves a bad review on various platforms, they can actually go back in and alter it or delete it themselves mm-hmm. yeah. if you change their mind. Yeah, and in really bad cases, so we've got an attorney that is one of our groups. He actually talked about if you get a bad review and it's really not justified, you can actually involve an attorney. They can go get it, really? issue really? letters and get that stuff pulled. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it can Texas be devastating. Suits, yeah, right. So who you're thinking? Keaton uh, from Keaton. Texas Suits. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So a plug for Texas Suits. Oh yeah, he's he's my attorney. By, yeah, highly recommend him. He's we a should. lot. Of, plus. We have a good time, too. Yeah, we should charge him for the plug, though. <laughs> yeah, we should. 
All right, a uh, quick reminder for our listeners, you can catch video and podcast versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com, which, by the way, uh, we're hiring Howie to take care of our website because he comes highly recommended, of course. And besides, if there's an issue, I know right where to go. Right yeah. Right. So, yeah, exactly. Howie's got it going on today. Yeah, yeah. wow. <laughs> Two people I don't mess with, pizzeria owners and ex-cops. <laughs> That's a good call. If you're a business owner in the San Antonio area and like to have your company featured on the show, visit our website at satalkradio.com or call our office at 210-960-8210. That's 210-960-8210. All right, we got just a minute here because we've been just having too much fun since we got started. But uh, strategic alliances in business networking, I'm really curious. Um, I mean, Eddie, I know you do a lot of networking. Right. Uh, that's kind of like your bread and butter for creating relationships. Howie, same thing. Um Carl, I'm not sure how much networking you guys do. You just you know you do your pizza. Yeah, thing. we just uh, we just do what we do, and you know we have the people come to us. We we have a website, and you know uh, we just uh, we've been there 21 years, and word of mouth, and we get new people all the time, and we've gotten a lot of exposure with some of the papers on that side of the town, and just different things that have happened with us, and you know we we stay really busy downtown Cibolo, especially I mean everywhere in Cibolo. But downtown Cibolo is just really blown up. What's and, a good, uh, like, a, uh, another business um, or group of people that you would like, they would order a lot of your pizzas for events or whatever else? Oh, yeah. Those are, like, strategic alliances that we're kind of talking about. Yeah. How would that work for in the pizza business? Well, you know, just the, the there's some big companies that are that are there in Cibolo. There's a nice little industrial park there and big, big companies. And, you know, we cater them. And, and uh, it it's just the word of mouth, really, with us. And that's what it is. We don't do too much, but the word of mouth has just gotten around, you know, people from all over town, you know, because people work in Cibolo. A lot of people live there, but people work there also okay. from San Antonio, from different parts of the of the area. And uh, they've all they've all seemed to come through the pizza place. Right. Once they've had the pizza, they want more of it. I understand that. Eddie, yeah. how do you approach uh, strategic alliances? So, actually, this is a good question to bring up because I know, Howie, I heard you had, you call it strategic alliances. I call right. it referral, you know, partners and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess in terms of, we'll start with the restoration business. Um, always wind a partner up with people where we both see, you know, emergencies happen in properties. That's a big one. Um, I would say find the right people through networking, through who you worked with already, getting like, oh, this person I work really good with this is a great company. We work with them for like 10, 20 years. What's an example though? Give me an example. I would say a good example would be a plumbing company Okay, would be Why? a great example because they oftentimes are the first ones to see major leaks happening in the home, uh, water damage happening from that. And then they call us out and stuff like that. So that's a referral. So how do you push big business back to a plumbing company? Um, oftentimes we run into jobs where there's, you know, AC condensate lines that burst. There's, uh, water heaters that get messed up. Mm -hmm. That would be a good callback for that. See, that's, that's the beauty of a strategic alliance. Howie, what about you? Yeah. Well, let me, to Eddie's point, why I refer to it as a strategic alliance. When I think of the word partner, I think of a business partner. I think that there's some kind of legal, um, tie between the two parties, right? Um, and so words matter, even though they come with a lot of connotations. So when I say an alliance, I think of kind of like an alliance of superheroes. Mm -hmm. You know, you all kind of come together. Or World you War II. Different, different backgrounds. <laughs> Axis yeah. and alliance. There you go. And so uh, an alliance has a commitment that's mutually beneficial. Mm -hmm. 
every if if one benefits, they all benefit. You know, in a partnership, you know, you have one partner that takes care of one thing, another partner that's better at something else. Right. They're just words. However, the result is that if you can refer business out to somebody that potentially can refer business back to you, mm -hmm. that is an ideal alliance. And if you could sort of be the favorite person they refer business to, that's even better. Yeah, that's playing the top of mind game. Yeah. Absolutely. That, that is a huge thing with networking and really keeping your business uh, out there in front of folks. Uh, what's you know top of mind in the pizza world? It's like, well, why would somebody choose your pizza place over somebody else's pizza place? It's well, it could just be location, right, or mm -hmm. convenience, or that you're open, right? right? But if like there's a fun factor, an entertainment factor, or a family value factor, something that really kind of keeps that them your business at the top of their choices, yeah, that's the top of mind game. Well, that's the playing. whole idea behind being a favorite because. Mm -hmm. When you ask somebody, what's the best restaurant in San Antonio? They're going to tell you probably one of the expensive steakhouses or something like right. that. Mm -hmm. You said, oh, yeah, they're great. How often do you go there? Oh, <laughs> special occasions, maybe once a year, you know? Yeah. What's your favorite restaurant? They say, oh, Catalan's Pizza, it's my favorite. How often do you go? So practically there every week. There you so go. I much yes. rather be the favorite right. than the best. The, you're completely the most, right on that. Right. Completely good right. Yeah, that yeah, is a very good point. point. You know? And yeah. so, Eddie, if you guys are the favorite, Mm -hmm. restoration then it's like you know what i'm gonna call these guys it's easy i call them they're friendly they're not trying to sell my clients like the plumber thing they're not trying to sell my client on the plumbing stuff even though you all can probably do it you know your lane right they be, you quickly become their favorite mm -hmm. whereas if they call another restoration company and they're there you know they send a different person each time mm -hmm. they're not in uniform they're not representing the company they go oh hey don't we can do this for you on the side Guess what? They're not going to be the favorite. No. Yeah. That's going to be For a problem. Sure. Yeah. All right. Cool. Good Good topic. All right. First up on the show is Eddie Rivas, a development manager with Restoration One, an entrepreneur and an expert in marketing and finance, which we're going to find that out real soon. Oh, yeah. Eddie, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you for having me. So uh, what? tell me about your background. How did you get involved in business, marketing, finance, and all that? So it started out, believe it or not, right, I would say, freshman year in college. Um, I started a, my own brand for marketing was for boxing and we at first it was just promoting local fighters in the city and then it became like wow you guys are actually helping me grow and gain a brand and you know getting some decent fights and so more people got on board with the program so I did uh, made the website did social media did a lot of events going out throughout the city training the guys on a few things and yeah every major fight that came on local mainly in Chicago uh, build up on that, and then that's how I got really a lot of experience on the marketing and the events side of everything, and also the networking, because you meet a lot of different types of people in the boxing industry. So a lot of owners of bars, pizzerias, things like that, showcase fights and stuff like that after like they win, go out to places like that, have a good time. Um, and then from there, I guess, sold the brand, and then went into purely marketing, Okay, so let's not brush over that. You sold the brand. Yes. Did you make any money off it? A little bit. A little what are we talking? <laughs> How much did you make? <laughs> Can I ask that? Or what? Uh, well, let's say it was, I mean, was it significant enough to be like, you know, hey, this was something? Or was it like, ah, I'm just closing the chapter and moving on to the next thing? It was enough where I know that, okay, what I did was a lot of skill and I can apply it to other businesses. Mm -hmm. That's always so. a good thing. That means you didn't make a whole lot though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a decent, I've it was a there, decent amount. I've been there, done that. Yeah. Sold some companies. 
that I was just th- thankful to get out. Right. Mm-hmm. And lucky that you were able to sell them too, huh? Right. So you obviously loved something about what you did there. Oh, so yeah. what's your passion? Well, for that one, boxing, I grew up with it. So yeah. it was such a big thing ingrained in my life. And so I was so used to talking to fighters and being a part of that culture that it was an easy transition to do that. But once I started really, really developing my skills on the marketing, the social media, and getting the presence out there for people, I really love doing that. I think it's just the communication with people, getting to know how everybody is, the dynamics of how businesses work together, that is really... The the diversification in marketing and finance in anything business or entrepreneurship related mm-hmm. can definitely be applied to the next thing you do and the next thing you do and the next thing you do. I see the most successful people are the people that had the most diverse background. Right. Even if it's law enforcement, even if it's from pizza or something else. Why? Because you get to see a side of businesses and business owners and things that you may not ordinarily see Let's say you said you got your degree in accounting earlier and you stayed in accounting the whole time and you were in an office, you know, right, making, you know, writing numbers and, and punching digits. You probably would not have seen what you've seen on the streets and in boxing gyms and et cetera. Absolutely. Know? Right. Yeah. When it comes to uh, social media marketing, what's a, an area that businesses fail at? I mean, almost without. I mean, I could point to one or two probably straight out of the gate, but I think you're actually better in some elements at social media. Your insight's really, really good right. from conversations that we've had. Mm-hmm. So what's an area where businesses are really kind of messing up there? I think the volume of a content is a big thing that a lot of businesses don't maintain. Um, I think they want to say, I'm going to throw a few pictures, a few posts, and they think that's enough, and we'll do that for maybe a couple of weeks, and they'll stop and slow down. That's a really big thing that I notice really – takes businesses from failing to reach the next level. So to volume of content, but also what is that content, right? The content should follow some kind of a strategy, and that's really right. where, where Howie excels in strategy when it comes to marketing as well. But, um, yeah, so but that's good. So volume of content. So that's one of the things is it, this show does well is create mm-hmm. a ton. If you guys yes, follow me on social media, I'm, like, all over the place all the time. It's because I create a ton of content out of here, and then I multi-purpose the content, mm-hmm. like pictures and all this other kind of stuff, right? Um, and then that leads to help with Google reviews, like you mentioned earlier, uh, Carl. So um, anyway, so volume of content. Right? Yes. And then I guess right now, just because of how all social medias are kind of going, video content, especially short-form content, mm-hmm. that 10, 15-second vid, that's really, really going to help with the growth. So. Yeah. I'll throw in one additional thing mm-hmm. is the how you vary what you put out. So what we ask our clients to do is find things that are about your business, things that are social in nature that your company is participating in. If it's a company picnic or something really a lot of fun or something unique that you did, uh, what have you done for nonprofits? And can you showcase that mm. and say, hey, you know, we came out to this event and we helped at the food bank or we helped at the Battered Women's Shelter, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then there's a diversification back to that theme of diversification, diversification of content. Now it's not just the same old things coming from the same companies, all about them, all about their products, all about their yeah, business. Yeah, that gets a little old right. pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Eddie, when it comes to so talent, uh, what's your biggest talent with respect to business development? Business development, I would say the biggest talent is being able to communicate with different types of people from different backgrounds and mm-hmm. be able to bring people together from that. That would probably be the biggest talent I have. Um, I've done it, at least for this business right now, for restoration, bringing in people from the insurance industry, from the trade industry, from the commercial property industry all together and being able to actually use each other for business. That's a big thing, even though some of them might have a different mentality when it comes to business and all that stuff. 
being able to bring everybody together. That's a big thing. Yeah, your reputation is really, really good, too. And you're so easy going, right? When you talk to people, it's like you're not trying to push something. You never come across as salesy at all. Okay, just wait. No, okay. <laughs> by the way, buy my stuff. No, but right. uh, oh, that's cool. All right. Um, how you got questions for Eddie? You know what? Uh, tell me a little bit more about Restoration One. I know it kind of does, what, it does. What, yeah. what do you, it's a race car team, but it kind of does. What do you? It's cool. What what is your specialty? Where do you get and where where do you get most of your business from? Right. Um, so I would say right now we're actually at a balance point where half the business is actually coming from websites, people just calling in whenever there's an emergency. The other half is the one I really try to develop, and that's the um, strategic alliances mm -hmm. with Love insurance, it. tradesmen, and commercial properties, gaining contracts for vendorships and stuff like that. Gotcha. So, so that, that's where it comes from. And then what's your specialty? If you say, hey, look, you know what? We really love residential, really good at commercial, or we're really good at water, fire. I mean, I there... would say water is the biggest thing okay. because that that's the most we get called out for is water damage all over the home. Fire damage also is a big one coming up since it's the summer. We know AC Conseil lines all over the city are bursting right now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and it causes a lot of different types of damages. Yeah. So, so what kind of damage does an AC line eruption cause? So basically, an AC condensate line, when it goes into the attic, uh -huh. usually what's going to happen, it's going to burst, and then water is going to start filling up in the attic, going through insulation into the from the second to the first floor. Yeah. And then you're going to have to tear down some sheetrock or whatever type of material is there, then dry it up, and then put it back together. Why are the lines bursting? I think it's just... Most likely, I'm not a plumber, yeah. so I can't give you the full scope. Well, you've of seen that. one on TV, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think your unprofessional opinion there? Right. Um, it could just be, you know, just amount of water usage combined with the heat, and that could be causing a lot of that stuff. But yeah, that's an awful thing. And mine's upstairs in the attic, right? It's not like in a convenient spot. I think they're not doing that anymore. What do you no mean? more attics. Well, if 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 at all possible, you can't. My my brother's water heater was put in the attic, and mm -hmm. then it was framed out the little attic access, okay. and so you can't you can't even get it out. Oh, right. that's wow. Yeah, yeah. You know? But ideally, right? I mean, you know, look, I'm not a plumber either, so I don't want to talk about that. But <laughs> I will I will tell you. So the restoration companies that only do the remediation part, and right. then there's some. That offer the reconstruction Correct. of what's in. Where where do you guys? So we that? do the remediation, and then we strategic alliances with general contractors okay. that you know we vetted out, we worked with for a very long time, and then we're the ones that refer out those people. So I like that better because mm -hmm. it seems like there's a, sometimes a conflict of interest with somebody right, who right. remediates that then comes in and says, "Hey, you know, guess what? I can do your sheetrock, and I can do the floor, and I can do all this other stuff." Right. And then they're usually not experts at both. Mm -hmm. And usually one suffers. That's true. Yeah, and sheetrock is not as easy as you might think it is. No. I know. And once there's water damage, I know because I had a house fire. My mom just had a water leak. And then she had, you know, uh, another plug for uh, Rudy's flooring and remodeling. We'll charge him. Yeah. And, and he did he did the remodeling part. Mm -hmm. But whoever the restoration company was that the insurance company recommended to my mom right. said, oh, yeah, we could do the, this and that. Well, anyway, they had offered about $10,000 worth of repairs with sheetrock and some other stuff. Mm -hmm. Turned out to be closer to 50000 because it was water under all the wooden floors behind the cabinets and all that. And I don't think that particular uh, inferior restoration company uh, knew about that and wouldn't have caught that. Mm. Okay. Well, now you know Eddie, so I guess yeah. if you no, that's it. Restoration yeah. One right here. So, Eddie, what's next up for Restoration One? Where are you going with the business? 
So I think right now we're trying to get more into the commercial side. So getting more vendorships with companies, office spaces, and things of that nature. That's going to be the next step. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So uh, if people want to get in touch with you, Eddie, how do they do that? So to get in touch with us, you can call uh, Restoration One of Texas Hill Country or uh, Restoration One of San Antonio North. Those are our two locations here in the area. So, How long have you guys been in business? Uh, four going on five years now. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, Eddie. I appreciate that. All right. So uh, next up on the show is Carl Garza, the owner of Catalano's Pizzeria in uh, Cibolo. Carl, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. I, of course, I had to go visit, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that just makes sense, right? I got to come out and have pizza. I had a, uh, what was it? It was not the, cal- I always get the calzone and yeah, the, the stromboli, stromboli. Yeah. mixed up. What's the difference? The stromboli is going to have more meat, less cheese, while the calzone has more cheese, less meat. Oh. But we, you know, we make whatever you want them. We'll do whatever. We make a lot of specialty things and full Italian menu, sandwiches, subs, um, all kind of pizza, all kind of pasta, burgers. You know, so you do you a have, lot. And how do you stay so thin? That's the, that was, <laughs> I was going to say, that's shape. the real question. Yeah. He's in shape. I, mean, I, I gained three pounds listening to that right now. <laughs> yeah. I love pizza. Me too. It's really, really good. Me too. So, um, you I come eat the from, cauliflower pizza. That's oh, what I do. that's now. what yeah. I do. Yeah, the uh, cauliflower is really, really good. Okay, I'm coming out yeah. for cauliflower pizza. I did not expect that to come out of your mouth at all. Cauliflower and pizza. What's a cauliflower crust pizza? A man wouldn't have said that in the 90s, but here we are, 2023. Now it's like... So do you offer that at the restaurant? Yes. Really? Yes. We have a lot of gluten-free options, even gluten-free dessert. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you, you come from a family of uh, restaurateurs, right? Yes. So yes. who else is doing restaurants have, in your family? I have two brothers, and we, all, we must be, it's been like 40 years now. We all worked at the same pizza place. Mm-hmm. We, we worked for a couple of Argentine brothers, and, and uh, we just stuck with it. And, uh, but you all run your own business. Yeah, Everybody has our their own, own yeah, business. We all have our own place. So you have yeah. one restaurant. I have one. Um, Eddie has one restaurant. Yes. And then Billy has two. Has two, right? Right. Um, yeah, I've had Billy on the show, uh, and Eddie's going to come up a- after up. you. Yeah. So really, kind of a family vibe there. You all support yeah. each other. Oh yeah, if, for sure. For has sure. there been anything major that you guys have yeah. had to had to come together on? Yeah, to and help it's, each it's other? been really good because we we you know we're we're really close also. So we've always just kind of helped each other out and any kind of questions. We all know what they're we're each going through. On different times, you know, we've been we've been doing this a long time, and uh, yeah, it, it's good to have that fallback. And who better than brothers, you know? And so, so, does Billy say that it's better to have two than one, or his sales two x or more, or is it love diminishing returns? Yeah, you know, he's he's on both sides. You know, okay. he really is. He's uh, you know, like like me personally, you know, um, I told him a long time ago, I'm simplifying everything. I'm just I don't really need too much. I don't, you know, I don't want to do anything else. And that's where the, my children come in and especially my daughter, you know, she's going to school. She's going to, she's going to get her degree in business management and she's going to, she's going to take it to the next step. So, you know, everything that she's hearing today here being with us, you know, I know she's already taken all that in and she's going to apply it to what she's going to be doing with the restaurant. Because me, I've been doing this a long time. I have a lot of kids. I have a lot of grandkids. Like I said, I really don't need too much. I'm I'm working a lot less than I've I I have in the past, and I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it, and uh, you know, so I've always I've always told her and and my guys that work for me. They've been working with me since they were boys. Now they're men, 
and you know they're taking care of their families and they're kind of growing up how I grew up, working really hard and just taking care of family. And uh, you know, it makes me really proud that that yeah. these guys that they're like my adopted sons, you know. And all my children have come through the pizza place, and I have a few working there now. And my grandchildren are coming in, so it's a third generation. Mm. So, but these guys showed me because I did go through a open heart surgery about seven months ago. So, um, you know, and I was off of work for three months. Never in my life have mm. I been off of work for three months, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I got to say, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I, I had a good time with my open heart surgery. You know, from because it gave you a lot of rest and let, let it, you kind of focus yeah, on other you know, things, and it just kind of made me see, like, yeah, I don't really need to be at the pizza place even though you know it runs a lot smoother if i am there but it runs just as well just as well i would say now then you know that's why i'm here today you know you can take two, time off yeah from the two job. years ago i couldn't have been gone on a monday morning you know because we are closed on sunday right but monday morning is always a tough we get our big order in but i go to work and these guys are nice you don't need to come in here. Go, go do. Carl, go do well, that's something. a sign yeah. of leadership, you know. Yeah. And by with, with a, you know, with a heart surgery and these kinds of things, I always look at those things as as gifts or God winks. You know, yeah. it's a little like, hey, a little nudge. Yeah. Here's your warning shot. Start changing things around a little bit. Yeah, I have. And, and because you've been a great leader, now the team that you have there can run it as good. Yeah. My goal with my business is that my team will run it better than I can. Yeah, exactly. And maybe they can, exactly. but, I'm, but I'm not gone long enough yeah. for them to find out. But right. that's, the, that's the sign of true leadership. And, and it well, becomes the difference between uh, delegation and abdication. You can delegate and have them doing stuff. You're still involved. You're still available for questions for sure. because of your experience. But you're not abdicating. You're not just relinquishing the reins and just saying, okay, do whatever you want. And then six months from now, come to find out, you know? that all hell broke loose and now, you know, yeah. you well, let's talk about how that feels. So, cause yeah. you've got your daughter. I know you're super proud. You, when you talk about her taking over the business, you literally, you light up. I mean, yeah. you can tell that you're excited about it. So what does that look like? And then how does that feel to be kind of raising up your daughter to take over the business? You know, I have my other daughter that's been with me forever also. Mm -hmm. And it's not just Sophie taking over. It's, it's the whole crew. You know, these guys aren't going anywhere. It's the whole crew. So, you know, I'm, I'm proud of everybody that has stuck with me and, and there. And, you know, I get some new people coming in and they, they like really dig what we do. You know, it's a, a family business. You know, I have my, the third generation, my oldest grandson, he's, he's 17 and he's, he's an excellent dough maker. I need to talk to you about boxing cause he's a hell of a boxer. Too. Okay. So, I'm ready for it. Yeah. So, um, you know, Is he's it from punching that dough or no, yeah, you know, he's, there. he has, you know, he's 17 years old and he has a talent already, you know, and I have my 13-year-old granddaughter that comes in and helps out. And my, my little grandsons, they come in. And from the very beginning, I was like, this is our pizza place. This isn't my pizza place. This is our pizza place. And, you know, if I, and I do spend a lot of time with my grandkids. That's, my, that's what I enjoy. That's your hobby. That's, that's, that's what has made me rich, mm. you know, honestly. Yeah. And, um, you know, they're going, are we going to our pizza place? I said, yes, we are, you know. Yes, we are. And, you know, just with everything like has, that has gone on, I was, I'm really able to step out from the kitchen from making pizza because I am a pizza man. I've been a pizza man my whole life. And I still, people ask me what I do. I say, I'm a pizza man. I don't say I'm a business owner. I'm a pizza man. And they say, oh, where do you make pizza? Oh, we, we have a shop in Cibolo, you know? And, and 
it's got me out of the pizza bench on times where I have customers coming in 21 years already that I never really got to meet. It was always just like, because they'd come in maybe just on a Friday night, on a really busy night, and I was stuck back there making 100 pizzas. And, uh, you know, I was just like, hey, how you doing? And so now I'm able to be out there talking to people, and, you know, and, you know, knowing that I've, you know, I, I might know their names, but I might not know really too much about them. But I'm able to come out and, and kind of talk a lot more and, you know. One of the things that I've found, so since I've been growing my company, of course, my daughter's involved as yeah. well, is that feeling that when they own something, when they take mm-hmm. ownership of whatever yeah. it is that they're doing, and especially if they do it at a higher level, yeah, that feeling as, you know, either the boss being involved in the in them growing or the dad being involved in the daughter growing yeah. is an amazing feeling oh, yes, to it see is. that. It's beautiful. I, I love it. I, yeah. I just, you know, to me, it's like this is why I work so hard to get it like this to where, you know, where the business is really good and people really enjoy what we do. Like you, well, like we said earlier, we can't, we can't please everybody. No, You know, we really can't. And even though we try, we, we just can't please everybody. And, you know, I'm, I'm one to defend my business. I'm one to defend my employees. And, you know, there has been instances where I did have to say, you're not right. And I'm not going to allow that. And, you know, that's just what I do. What do you see as a like a challenge that maybe you've gone through recently in the pizza business that uh, is somebody who maybe think is is thinking of starting a company, a pizza pizzeria restaurant that maybe they should be on the lookout for or this is how you dealt with it? You know, um, I believe now things are a lot different, a lot, lot different. And um, the way everything has gone up. And you go to any restaurant, you, you're not paying, you know, $8 for a meal anymore. Right. You know, you're not, you know, um, everything has just gone up and that's a big challenge. And I would just advise anybody, if you really want to do this, just make sure you're ready to put those 80 hours in hundred hours in, because that's what it's going to take. For how long? You know, I did it. I did it for, I've been there 21 years. I've been, like I said, 40 years. I had a, I had a restaurant downtown San Antonio for nine years called Bambino's and it was a great restaurant. I was right on the South side of city hall, right in between the justice center and the, and the probation office. So it was a incredible place. And you know, that taught me a lot, but then moving out to Cibolo, when I moved out to Cibolo, there was nothing, there was Harmon's barbecue. And, uh, you know, that was it. There was no houses. There was all just farmland. And then, you know, those are the times that were, you know, that was, when those doors were open, I was there. There was nobody else. I had my one of my sons there, and all my other children were younger. But, you know, when the doors were open there, I I was there. Hustle. Nobody, There's a day. certain level of pressure, right, when yeah. you're the oh, dad, yeah. and you got to yeah. make, and you have all these little mouths to feed. Yeah, and, I had, and I've stuff. had a lot of kids. And, yeah, and you also can't really confide in people because it shows the weakness. And people say like, oh, well, how come, you know, you don't talk about it and all that? And it wasn't customary to really talk about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. You know, but you, when, when you, as you're talking, Carl, you're reminding me uh, of my grandfather and the legacy that he left in his retail business in Laredo. Three generations of customers, three generations of employees, all five of his children, my mom included, all grew up in the business and all yeah. stayed in the business for decades. Nice. And then they all went and opened other stores. And my grandfather would go to the store, 
up until age 93. Oh. And he would sit there behind the register. He wasn't running the register anymore, but uh, they, people would come up to him. His name was Raul, so they would call him Don Raul. Don Raul. And and you are getting a chance to live your legacy because most yeah. people build something, then they die, and then the legacy is what they live behind. But you're actually getting a chance oh, to yeah. enjoy it. I so I, I love hearing well, that story. I, I, I really do appreciate that because that's exactly what I'm doing. And, you know, I try to be positive. I try to be, you know, good, help out when I can and, and you know, make life better for everybody around me, not just myself. And that's kind of how I operate. And it's a, for me, it's a very, very happy thing. You know, it's a happy thing. For right. Me. Makes and me you're happy. doing it for yourself. You know, the recognition would be nice, but it's not necessary, right? Because exactly. you know, you feel it inside. Yeah, exactly. Great place to be. All right, Carl, uh, tell us again, if they want to visit your pizza place, where's it at? How they find it? We're at 102 North Main Street in Cibolo, Texas. And, uh, you know, it's a, uh, there's a lot of things happening in Cibolo, so if you come out to Cibolo, it's not just me. There's a there's bars happening. It's a it's 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 incredible to walk out of my restaurant and seeing how downtown is compared to what it was even ten years ago. You know, just to walk out, it just it puts it puts a smile on my face. Yeah. You know, all the other businesses that have come after Harmons and myself that have come there and have really prospered and made everything better, you know? And Texas is growing. Oh, very oh, much man. so. But like is crazy. it largely Especially Californians that, that are coming? Yeah. Uh, Being taken over by California and New York. I have three neighbors right. on my street. They're all from California. Yeah. 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 I'm not the one that came from place. California. So that's good. Actually, I'm originally from California, but that was before oh. I went in the military. Okay. Dude, it was in the late <laughs> 80s, man. So I'm okay. Early adopter. You're on the front of the bell curve. Yeah. All right, Carl. Well, thanks a lot for coming. I appreciate having you. Thank you. All right, as we wrap up the show, quick reminder, check out our latest podcast or catch video version of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. That's going to be it for us for this show. Thanks a lot, everybody. You guys yeah. did great. Yeah, thank you for having us. Great show. Yeah. Loved it. Thanks.